Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, today's episode is all about how is the freeze response showing up in your life? Now, this episode is kind of funny because I'm just going to be completely honest and transparent with you guys. So this morning I wanted, I decided to get up early and I'm like, I'm going to do my podcast episode first because that way, you know, it, because it's summer, it just gets so hot at the moment. And when I try and do these episodes later in the day, I'm honestly sitting in my room, just like sweating, sweating big time. And like everything just feels hot and sticky and overwhelming. And I feel like my brain isn't working as well. So I'm like, okay, let's be a bit more proactive next time. Let's set up the environment um, so that it's more conducive of me being in flow and doing an episode. So anyway, I followed that, I set myself up and for the life of me, I just could not find what I wanted to talk about today. And I even have the notes app in my phone where I've written down different topics that have come up in my mind during the week of maybe this could be something I could talk about or maybe this. And I was just reading through all of them and nothing was resonating with me today. I was just like, no, this isn't it, this isn't it. And so I picked one topic and I recorded a whole episode, more or less. So it was about 35 minutes. And then I had to listen back to edit it. So that's at least almost like an hour of editing on top because you've really got to listen for things and cut things out if there's any like interruptions and all of that. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm just still really not happy with what I've said here. Like, It's what I want to say, but it's not in the way I want to say it. And anyway, what ended up happening was I found myself getting super, super, super overwhelmed to the point where like I just felt hot, I felt exhausted, and I felt these feelings coming up being like, oh my gosh, like this is just, this is too much, this is too much. Now, this exact scenario that happened is what I want to talk about in today's episode. Because what I've just explained to you is me moving into the freeze response. And since learning about the nervous system and the different states of the nervous system, understanding now how my freeze response is coming up in my life is really changing so much for me. It's giving me so much more personal power, personal control to my life and how I can then respond to it because I'm aware of what state I'm in. So before I dive more into what is the freeze response and what happened in that scenario I just explained to you, I want to give you a quick overview of the nervous system. So when I look at the nervous system, I look at it through the polyvagal theory lens. So polyvagal theory was established by Stephen Porges. And basically what he's done is he's been able to identify three different parts of the nervous system. So the first part is the social engagement system, which is that place, I guess, in our days where we feel present, where we feel connected, where we just feel really at at peace and at one with what is. We just feel at the the word that's coming up for me resoundingly is connected and present. Connected, present, fully here. So that is the social engagement system of our nervous system. And when you think about it, that's where we want to be. That's where we want to constantly be coming back to after times of stress and overwhelm. We want to be coming back to this place of calm aliveness, calm connectedness. So that is the first state. 
Now the second state of the nervous system is the sympathetic nervous system, and this is otherwise known as the fight or flight. Now what I want to draw out here is sometimes or a lot of the time when we hear people talking about our nervous system and the different states, we generally hear the words fight, flight, freeze, all reduced into one. So it's, it's, it's a fight, flight, freeze response, right? Like that's how people generally talk about it, fight, flight, freeze. But really, when we look at it through this lens, the sympathetic response is just the fight and flight. And what does this look like? Well, when we are in the social engagement system, we feel, like I said, calm and connected and present. What then happens is that if something in our life comes into our field that causes a trigger for us or a or a um, or a arousal, this is when our nervous system will naturally start moving into sympathetic. So an example can be a dog. Like right now, I'm looking at my Dutch hound. He's lying in the aircon, um, relaxed, all sprawled out. He is in his rest social engagement system. Now, if he hears a car door slam outside, this is that trigger for him that immediately sends his system into a sympathetic response. And when he's in sympathetic, this is when he's in fight or flight. So his vision is now focused. He His heart rate has sped up. He's now um, running. He's running to towards the thing that made that sound. So activating that fight energy and he's barking. So he's using his sympathetic energy to bark at the trigger and, you know, bring himself or let me know that there's potential danger there. So this is the the stress response in action. This is the sympathetic response. Now, the third part of the nervous system is the dorsal vagal system. And this is otherwise known as the freeze response or the shutdown response. So this is where we actually separate the freeze response from the fight and flight. Because like I said, fight and flight is sympathetic, but freeze is in the shutdown. So the freeze response happens when we have exhausted our fight or flight options, that the only other option to go forth then is freeze. Now, the best way to look at how this might come up in our lives is, say for example, there is a person that you really feel like you want to express a boundary to, but you feel like you can't, it's more than likely that we're going to use that freeze response in order to be able to deal with that situation. So for example, if there's someone that you know you need to express something to, but you feel like if you use the fight energy of expressing it, they're not going to handle it well. Or if you feel like you can't remove yourself from the situation and actually flight and bring yourself out of that highly charged environment, then what we resort to is freeze. And the freeze is the shutdown. And this is where basically we don't, our energy decreases, but it doesn't go back to a place of calm, connected aliveness. Like I said, where this is our, you know, social engagement, where we feel connected. It doesn't go back to that place. Instead, it shuts all the way down. And this is where we can move into a place of whether it be disassociation or numbness or just feeling overwhelmingly stuck. Now, I don't want to go too much into what is required to be able to work with 
the different states so the the social engagement I mean you don't have to work with that one that's where we want to be constantly returning to but if we're getting stuck in sympathetic or dorsal vagal shutdown those two states are going to require different things from us and so the first step I truly believe in being able to work with our nervous system and work with the different states we fall into is when we can recognize them coming up in our days So now that I've explained these three different parts of the nervous system, I want to draw our awareness back to the example I used when I started this episode. So like I said, I set myself up. I was calm. I was connected. I set myself up to record a really good episode this morning. I have moved into then the sympathetic energy of, you know, now I'm speaking, I'm actively thinking, I'm channeling. So there's a lot more energy in my system being brought forward to actually record this podcast episode. But what then happened is that because, like I said, I wasn't happy with the final product, that I felt like any matter of talking just wasn't helping the situation. And I also wasn't, I wasn't just giving myself a break to just walk away and stop and come back. I had indirectly pushed myself into a place of overwhelm. Now, this point of overwhelm, this word overwhelm is fundamental when it comes to understanding our nervous system, because when we feel overwhelmed, this is when we will get moved into the freeze or the shutdown response. So it's when we feel overwhelmed that we tip over into the shutdown. And when we're in the shutdown, like I said, this is where everything, it's like a conservation of every energy and things just kind of slow down. And what I found for me in this state was then I was just sitting there and my mind felt blank. I like, I didn't feel like I could connect to anything. Everything felt so difficult, felt so hard. And the ruminating thoughts that I started having were like, what is wrong with you? You're not good enough. Like, is this going to happen every single week? You can't keep doing this. And it was just these really negative thoughts that I was having about myself. Now, when I was in this state, I was literally, like I said, just kind of sitting there and kind of going, I don't know what to do here because I feel exhausted. I feel like I've got no energy and my creativity, my, my clarity in my mind is just not working. So what am I meant to do? Now, this is what I've been starting to learn in my biology of freeze um, studies that I'm doing, is that when we can, one, recognize the state we're in, this is already the first step, because when we can see it, we can change it. And that's what Inna Siegel said once in her book, was when you have awareness, you have choice, and when you have choice, you have freedom. And so... Firstly, I just want to highlight that being able to point out what state your nervous system in is in is already such a massive win because when you think about it, most of our days, we're not really conscious to our actions or our feelings. We're rather along with them. We're along for the ride where our feelings and emotions are just controlling us. So when people ask us how we are, it's like, yeah, I'm great or I'm not so good or it's just too much for me. And we don't even realize that our nervous system is in different states and with it, we've gone along for the ride. So when you can actually have that, build that awareness to start identifying, oh, I've just moved into the freeze response, this already gives you so much 
self-compassion and understanding for where your body is at so that instead of just trying to mindset and willpower your way through and keep going and pushing and driving yourself further into burnout and overwhelm, this is when you can actually stop and reassess and give your body what it needs to come back to that place of regulation. So the thing about the freeze response is that we try and fight it. We try and fight ourselves from actually going into the freeze response. Because when you think about it, like who wants to go into the freeze response? Who wants to go into the shutdown? However, once our body has hit that point of overwhelm, if we don't allow ourselves to complete that, if we don't just allow our body to naturally do what it wants to do, and we try and fight it, which our mind will do by keeping us in our heads and overthinking and worrying, worrying, I can't even speak right now, worrying, Um, then we constantly are fighting ourselves because our biology really, our body really wants to go into the shutdown, but our mind is trying to hold us back going, no, 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 you don't want to do that. And so it's this struggle where in turn we can feel stuck and we feel exhausted and we feel irritable. And like I said, we feel like it's too much. So the thing about the freeze response is that instead of fighting it, when we can actually learn that, oh, my body's going into the freeze. So now this is where I need to start working with the freeze response changes everything. Now, the thing about the freeze response is that it needs a couple of things. Um, It needs time. So when we're feeling down, it's important that we allow ourselves to feel down as opposed to just trying to do toxic positivity and bring in all the positive affirmations and, you know, do a, do a workout or something like that. We actually don't want to be doing those things. And the reason we don't want to be doing those things is because we can only heal what we're willing to feel. And so much of the self-sabotage that we experience in life, so much of the roadblocks that we experience, so much of the um, the self-doubt and all of those things come up because underneath that is a feeling that we don't actually want to feel. We don't want to feel the feeling of maybe there's a feeling of of unworthiness or not good enough or what if I fail or what are people going to think? And we don't, we don't want to feel that. We really don't. So our, our mind tries to keep us out of it. it. It tries to keep us out of surrendering to those uncomfortable feelings. But the thing is, is when we don't feel them, they get suppressed into the body. They get stuck there. And this is what in turn dysregulates our nervous system. This is what keeps us disconnected from ourselves and our truth and how we actually feel. Because in, in all honesty, our body is too scared to feel it. Our, our mind and our body together doesn't want to feel it. But unfortunately, when it comes to the nervous system, the way out is to feel it. But when we say feel it, it doesn't look like going into the past and dissecting something and working out the ins and outs of why something is there and who caused this and what was the problem. Like, It's actually none of that. Rather, it's, it's something very simple. And one of those steps looks like surrendering to what your body wants to do. So what does this look like? Well, again, coming back to my example, like I said, I was sitting there and I just felt so in my head and so overwhelmed with where I currently was that nothing was working. It didn't actually matter what action I was trying to take then. Nothing was working. 
And I was being met with all of these feelings of like, oh, you're not good enough. And, you know, this is just, this is always just so hard and all of those thoughts. And so instead of just sitting with that, like I always otherwise have done in my life, I had the awareness then to go, hang on a second. I've tipped over into the freeze response. My body is in a freeze response right now. And the freeze response needs me to follow what it feels like it intuitively wants to do. So for me, what that intuitively wanted, what my body intuitively wanted to do was to go and lie down on the couch and hold a pillow and literally just lie there. Just lie there and be with the feelings that I was that my body was holding, but I wasn't allowing myself to feel. Just allowing myself to just be there with that that overwhelm, but feel safe that I can hold the pillow and I can just I can just lie down and surrender to it. Now the interesting thing that happened is once I allowed a little bit of time to elapse, this is when my thoughts started to speed up again and I started seeing clarity in what was actually going on. So I pretty much got the insight then straight away what had just happened to me after I'd given myself that time to slow down. So as I was lying there, what came into my awareness was this is the response my body constantly has when it comes to recording an episode and being a channel and trusting my own intuition. Because if you've been following along with this podcast and some of the episodes I've shared earlier in the piece, I did share how at school, I always used to memorize things. I always used to memorize presentations, oral presentations. I would memorize pages upon pages on, upon, upon pages. And so when it came to presenting them, I remember the feeling in my body, I would step up in front of class and it would be this full freeze response. I would feel so stuck and disassociated where I no longer felt my body. And I remember there was just a little bit of energy in my head that was holding on to the words that I just had to regurgitate to be able to pass the exam or the assignment. And so because I had done that so much in my childhood growing up, that became hardwired into my system. That became hardwired into my body as this is the way we handle things when we get asked to present something or to talk or to share your truth. And so this was a huge insight for me, realizing that no wonder whenever it comes to me sitting down and recording a podcast and pressing that play button or record button, I am almost immediately felt um, met with these feelings of numbness and this spaciousness in my head, almost like as if nothing's there. It's just completely blank. Like I can't think of what I want to talk about. And in turn, that overwhelm starts happening. And so this is really how these patterns get stored in our nervous system and hardwired into us because we keep going into these freeze responses, but we've never been taught how to complete them. We've never been taught how do we now get ourselves out of the freeze response because I'm in it now, but what am I meant to do about it? And for most of us growing up, dealing with the freeze response is looks like suppressing and just kind of sitting up, taking a deep breath and moving on. You know, big girls don't cry and, oh, she'll get over it. You'll grow out of it. One day you'll be confident enough to speak in front of people. Um, 
And it's like, well, one of the biggest truths I've realized for myself in life is that growing older does not mean growing out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Growing older does not mean growing out of it because my body and the sensations I have when it comes to talking has felt the exact same as it felt so many years ago when I got up as a little girl in front of a classroom and had to present. So the body remembers, it remembers it. There's no differentiation between time and when something happened. That doesn't matter. It's just this is what's then hardwired into our system. And so, like I said, with the freeze response, it's actually the biggest gift we can give it is to start following what it wants to do. So like I said, for me, it was actually just lying down. It was just lying down and just feeling this this overwhelm, just allowing myself to actually feel it and witness it and hold a pillow and just be there and not try and just stay in my head in sympathetic and work it out, but just be with that overwhelm. And the amazing things that, thing that happens is that with time, that overwhelm passes and you know it starts to pass because all of a sudden your body will take a breath. So for me, I just had this spontaneous breath come up. And the reason this happens, it's actually from a scientific perspective, is because our body is low in energy when we're in a shutdown. So it needs more energy. And one of the key things it needs to make energy is oxygen and the other one's food. And so when we're not breathing properly, this is why we will then take a deep breath to get more oxygen into our system so our body can start creating more energy. And so this is what naturally will happen is that we will take that breath and then we start to look around to our environment. And this is called orienting, where we actually start looking around us and tuning in with everything around us and this is what our nervous system actually uses to develop a sense of safety it's called neuroception where it's filtering reality to see am i actually safe right now or is there danger somewhere so it it will actually look around and again that's what happens so for me the way it looked was i was lying there and then the big breath came and then i felt the need to open my eyes and then i just kind of looked around And this is where, like I said, I was met with this awareness of what had actually happened, what was causing me to shut down in the beginning. And it was because of this conditioned response in me from childhood of whenever it comes to speaking, I can't trust what I have to say because the only thing I learned to trust was what I knew and had memorized in my head. And this for me has been a massive journey and it's a work in progress, but it really has stumped my creativity in so many ways because it's lateral thinking, right? Like I, it petrifies me so much when you have to think outside the box, like, holy shit, I've got to think outside the box. I've got to find an answer where there is no right or wrong answer. Like you're telling me that I've got to find that answer where there is no right or wrong answer. Like that just scares the bejesus out of me. (laughs) And this is very much the case for recording an episode is like, there is no right or wrong way to do it. The only way to do it is to be honest and authentic and speak from your heart and not try and follow a script. And that for me and my nervous system goes against everything I've been hardwired to know. And this is where, like I said, when we can actually start having awareness for our body and our nervous system and the response that it's going into 
this is when we start working with it as opposed to against it. This is when we start giving our body and nervous system what it needs as opposed to constantly fighting it and in turn just driving more overwhelm, driving more shutdown, driving more sympathetic and nothing's getting resolved. And I just wanted to jump in quickly as well, just before I wrap up this episode and let you guys know that sometimes learning about the nervous system and these different states and all of that can be a lot for us. It can be a lot to hear this and go, oh, wow, I never realized that this was my nervous system driving so much of this. I thought it was me and something being wrong with me. So when we can actually hear these things, it can be a lot. And so this is where it's so important to prevent ourselves from going into that overwhelm, to do something for us, to to keep us grounded, to keep us here. So this is my invitation to you to go outside, to put your bare feet on the grass, get a big glass of water, have something yummy to eat, something that's really healthy and yummy and good fats and all the things. Um, And just be able to sit with and integrate things that have just been said um, so that you can process that and not feel like, wow, that was too much because it is just hearing about these things can already start to unravel some things and draw awareness to parts of us that maybe we hadn't seen before. Um, So it's important that you take care of yourself too after listening to this.